The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Heather Pilkey Wiemet about her Wishes Collection wedding at the Italy Pavilion in Epcot with a reception at the Attic at Boardwalk Inn. She had a lot of unique touches to her wedding, and I thought you guys would want to hear all about them. So welcome, Heather. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you chose a Wishes Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. This was a second marriage for us, and um, we looked at all the different collections. We looked at memories, and we thought that we would do it just for us and the kids. And then we thought, you know, our our lives have been so ridiculously crazy and nuts over the past ten years, and our love deserved more than what the memories collection actually offered. So what we did was we started looking at something a little bit larger and we looked at the escape wedding and the escape wedding when we started kind of piecing things out didn't have enough in it and when we started adding all the little pieces like characters and meals and everything to it it came to be almost as much as a wishes wedding would be and so then we started looking at the wishes wedding and I think the biggest piece of what made us decide on the wishes collection was the fact that we wanted to really get married in Epcot and not just in Canada but in in another country in Epcot because it was the very first park that we actually went into when we went on our very first family vacation outside of Canada and um, yeah it was it, it was very special to us and it holds a very special place in our hearts. That's fantastic. So of all the different pavilions in Epcot, how did you choose Italy for your ceremony? Well, Italy was actually, it was one of our biggest challenges, aside from setting our wedding date. I really wanted to get married in Morocco, and Gilles didn't really feel as much of a connection to it. For me, it was the place that we had visited on our first family trip. It was the very first spot that we went to. We uh, came into the park in the evening after we had arrived at our resort off the plane and we had dinner at, at Epcot at La Tagerine Cafe and uh, then we watched Illuminations for the first time and Gilles wanted Canada <laughs> because it's our home away from home and I didn't want Canada because I felt like you know we're leaving Canada for a 
destination wedding and I wanted to get married in a different country. Um, so we went back and forth over all the different countries. And the only one that we could actually agree on was Italy. Both Sheila and I are ancient history buffs and Roman documentaries are some of the things that we've spent a lot of time together watching and reading. And uh, it's been since the very beginning of our relationship. Not only that, but Italy is absolutely stunning at Christmas time. Gilles actually, after we came to that agreement, Gilles actually agreed that we could go and take pictures after the ceremony in Morocco. So I was pretty happy about that. And they're some of my absolute favorite pictures that we, we have. That's a great compromise. So how did you choose between the two ceremony venues in Italy? Well, I looked at the, at the waterfront and the waterfront was absolutely beautiful. But when I looked at the plaza and I looked at the Christmas decor that I could find online and, and the like, <laughs> I saw that it was absolutely stunning. And one of the best parts was that where we got married on the, the steps in the middle of the plaza was all previously decorated with topiaries. So it just took our floral decor amount down so we didn't have to decorate and it was it just was really beautiful that's a good point yeah if you can use the existing decor especially at a time like flower and garden or christmas that's a great way to save money Mm -hmm. now how did you decide on the attic for your reception the attic was an absolute no-brainer for me i chose the venue and just told jill where it was going to (laughs) be i showed him some pictures and he absolutely fell in love What I love the most about the attic is the fact that it is Art Deco period decorated. I absolutely love the Art Deco. My engagement ring is Art Art Deco. I love the music from the Art Deco period. And it also fit the size of our wedding just perfectly. We fit inside of of the attic and filled it. So it felt like a very full wedding rather than, you know, having a small little intimate wedding in a large hall. We also found that there was a small issue with it and we kind of struggled a bit because there are two separate spaces so there's the outside on the deck and then there's the inside of the attic and we couldn't fit everybody into one of those two spaces we had to be in both spaces all together and so my solution was we need to open both doors and usually they keep one set of doors closed And uh, I begged my planner and I said, please, please, please. And after about probably the second or third time of begging, she said, okay, we'll open the doors. (laughs) And so we had both sets of doors open and it was just perfect. That's interesting. So then where did they put your sweetheart table? Because usually they like to put it in that corner by one of the sets of doors. That's exactly where we were. We stayed in that one set of doors. And it's funny because I looked at that in pictures and I thought, I don't understand why they keep those doors closed because they can open them. It, it, they're not in the way. And I don't know if they open, if the doors, I think the doors swing both ways. And I think they just swung them the opposite way. But all I know is that when we arrived, both sets of doors were wide open and I just was ecstatic. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? For the most part, most of our friends and family were super excited. They weren't surprised at all. Everybody knew how much we loved Disney. 
most of our friends and family were actually surprised that we weren't eloping and coming back and having a party back at home, which was kind of surprising to me because we had a love that we wanted to share to the world. But in a lot of people's minds, it was our second marriage and we had kids and they thought, you know, go off, get married and come back and we'll have a little party. And when we invited everybody to come, they were shocked that we wanted them to come and join us for, for this. And a lot of our friends were really excited because they had never been to Disney before. They had always been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. You know, when my kids get a little bit older, I'll go. Or when we've got more money, we'll go. And uh, this finally gave them the reason to come to Disney. And they jumped at it. Actually, one of the most excited ones of all was my mother-in-law. And she got super excited when we announced where the destination was. And she said, finally, after 73 years, I get to meet Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah, it was, it kind of melted my heart a little bit when I heard that. We had a few, a few naysayers, but after they arrived and they kind of got immersed in the Disney experience, got to experience that world-class customer service that Disney offers, they haven't stopped talking about it. They, they really enjoyed it. And some of them have even said, you know what, I want to go back. I want to go back in a year or two. I want to see Star Wars when it opens. So I was, I was really happy about that. Wow, that's fabulous. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 65 altogether, and that includes kids. A lot of our, a lot of our friends, of course, because we're a little bit older, a lot of our friends have um, kids and larger families too, three and two and three kids, sometimes four. So we had invited about 65 people, and we had 30 guests plus our family of five. So we were 35 altogether in the attic, and it was about a 50-50 ratio of adult to child or teen ratio. Okay, got it. So did you have a theme that you incorporated into your event or colors? Oh, we did. This was the best part. This was exciting for me. I spent probably about three years just dealing with our theme and what we were going to do. So our theme was Snow White's Woodland Christmas. Mm. And it was really interesting because not only was it my favorite story from when I grew up, but Gilles loved it too. And we both had on our Christmas trees, we had the old Snow White Christmas ornaments and they were identical. So every year his mom still hangs theirs up and I look at them and I keep thinking, wow, those were my favorite when I was little. And uh, they happen to be Gilles' favorite as well. We also share a love for apples. In our very first year together, we went to a local apple orchard and that's kind of where the woodland comes in. <laughs> and I made apple crisp. And it's kind of my famous apple crisp in our family. And I've been making it ever since. It's one of our favorite desserts. So we, we absolutely love apples. And uh, finally, Christmas, um, which happens to be our absolute favorite time of year. Um, when we first met, actually, Gilles and I were friends. And he spent an entire four months compiling Christmas songs for his Christmas MP3 CD to play in the home and in his car. And uh, he got it down to about 135 songs after he was done. So um, yeah, absolutely. 
everything was within that theme. We didn't really venture much out of it. I pulled a little bit of Star Wars into it for a recessional because Gilles loves Star Wars. And so that was there. And we had, we had our Godzilla doll with us as well, because he was, he's been part of our lives since almost the beginning as well. He had lost it at one point. Um, It was destroyed by a neighborhood girl when his brother took it out. So years later, he had looked for it everywhere and he couldn't find one. And I found one and gave it to him at Christmas time. And it was one of those things where he said, you know, if we, we ever split up, you'll take it in the divorce. I, I, Godzilla is so important. So it's, <laughs> it's part of, it's part of who we are. It's part of, it was there when we got engaged. He brought it with him when we got engaged as well. So it's a, a very special part of the, the wedding as well. He was our ring bearer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So absolutely everything was Snow White's Woodland Christmas. Italy had already, as I said before, been decorated for Christmas with topiaries and poinsettias and wreaths all around the plaza. So it was um, a godsend in, in regards to my floral budget and decor. So we added some centerpieces that were Snow White focused with uh, Christmas floral and berries, cranberries in the bottom of the water, and they sat on uh, wood slabs. We had homemade, uh, handmade actually, um, unity blending wood puzzle. And in the center of that, there was an apple. Our papery was all Snow White inspired. Most of our ceremony songs were Snow White. Our girls' dresses came from Cherry Tree Lane in Disney Springs. (laughs) And they're the dresses where when you look at the apples, you can see the dwarves' heads are cut into them. So that was really awesome and unique because we had been looking everywhere for dresses for them and we couldn't find something that they loved. And then when those dresses came out, they were perfect. They loved them. And I was just so excited because I was at my last strand trying to figure out what we were going to do. My wedding dress um, had our own doves. We had three doves our own dove's feathers that they had kind of lost because doves lose feathers. I had them sewn into the skirt of my dress and some pearls placed on them. So we had our, we had doves in my wedding dress. Once we got into the reception, the cake table was adorned with Jim Shore's snow white pieces. The original plan was actually to have seven of those snow white dwarves on each table with the centerpieces, but I guess Floral at the last minute had decided to put them all together on the cake table. And um, I'm not exactly sure why they did it, but I suspect it was because I had had wood rounds picked out. They were going to put wood rounds underneath the cupcakes, but there wasn't enough room because the cupcakes kind of filled out a much bigger space than what the wood rounds were. The wood rounds were rather small. So I suspect that they took the wood rounds and kind of put them down and then put, a, put everything around them. But it looked beautiful, absolutely beautiful. We had a Christmas tree with Disney ornaments and everybody's names on the Disney Christmas ornaments, along with the Mickey hats and celebration pins that we gave out. We had Dove chocolates, the Promises, Dove Promises chocolates, and they were in Snow White colors, uh, red, gold, and blue. We served Snow White-inspired drinks. So one was the Huntsman's Brew, which was LeFou's Brew. And so that's an apple frozen drink. 
And the great thing about that was that it's non-alcoholic, so the kids can drink it too. We had water from the wishing well, plain old water station. <laughs> and then we had two signature drinks, which was uh, fairest of them all, mimosa, which was a cranberry mimosa. And Enchanted Apple Teeny, which was a red apple martini. And then keeping in with the Christmas theme, we decided that we wanted to serve turkey and stuffing and potatoes and root vegetables and all of those other Christmas-type foods. Oh, I actually forgot. The day before our wedding, so at our rehearsal with our wedding planner, I handed her our mistletoe. And it's a fake mistletoe that we've had since we started together back 11 years ago, almost 12 now. And I asked her if there was anywhere in the attic that she could put it. And I I knew that there are rules. I knew the rules are you're not allowed to staple pin or tape anything to the walls or the ceilings. But she said, leave it with me and let me see what I can do. And when we arrived at the tail end of the pre-reception after we were off doing our photos, I was shocked because it was hanging in the middle of the door that you walk into the attic. And so that was a little bit of Disney magic that kind of came our way on our wedding day. That's wonderful. I'd also be interested to hear more about the Jim Shore figures that you brought, because usually, you know, Disney's a little bit strict about what you can bring to certain locations, including the attic. It's one of the non-ballroom locations. How did that work out? And then who rounded them all up at the end of the party? Okay, so the interesting thing that I found out in my planning was that you're only allowed to have two bins of stuff which you give to your planner and one is for the ceremony and one is for the reception. But in dealing with floral, floral said to me, as long as you, as long as we're doing the floral for it, you can provide us with some items that we can work with. So I asked floral if I could give them the Jim Shore collectibles and if they would put them on the tables with the centerpieces and if they would do up the cake table with them. And they said, absolutely. And I said, it might be more than like a bin. And they said, that's okay. We don't have a limit. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was two or three bins that went to floral. But because everything was in its own little box, I think that there might have been about two or three boxes of Jim Shore collectibles that were taken to them because some of them were quite large, but they were good about it. They put them all up and they didn't, they didn't have any qualms. They knew exactly what was coming and yeah, they were really good about it. At the end, when everything had to be collected, I had Rachel Lyle from uh, Bride's Kick. She's a really good friend of mine, but I had hired her for the day And she did all the cleaning up and she gathered everything together, boxed everything up. She was really fast too, because she was done before the end of the reception. And there was only about like 20 minutes before she had like, while she was collecting everything and she did it really fast. So she packed it all up. She grabbed, um, she even grabbed one of the big centerpieces to bring back to our room. And uh, yeah, she was great. That's wonderful. That's a great service. Mm-hmm. 
The other thing that I'm fascinated to hear about is the Christmas tree. Was it a real live Christmas tree? And how did you tell them to decorate it? And how did that all come together? Okay, so the Christmas tree, that was supplied by Disney Floral. It was a um, three-foot tree, and um, they set it all up for us. And I also supplied the ornaments that went with it, and I gave that to Floral as well, and Floral put all the ornaments on it as well for our guests. And when everything was done, they said, just pack up the tree and you can take it home with you. So they gave us the tree, and it wasn't, I, I think it was like, $90 or something like that to and it was supposed to be I thought a rental but I guess they had gone out and bought a tree and they put it up and they told us that we could keep it and so that was really sweet. That's nice because now you can always put it up at Christmas and remember your anniversary. Yes. Okay so then did you add any other events to your wedding like a dessert party or a welcome party or anything like that? Absolutely, we did. We were going all out. Um, it was all about guest experience. We wanted to make sure that our guests were well taken care of and spoiled on our wedding day. So we did do a dessert party. We held it at UK Lockside. We served nitro spheres with Nutella mousse truffle and dark chocolate sauce. We had Ohana's inspired bread pudding with vanilla bean hand-dipped ice cream. And we also had a Whispering Canyon Cafe inspired caramel apple pie in the jar. That's a big <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> Along with, you know, your typical coffee, tea, iced tea. And we served hot apple cider. So we wanted to really stick with the, the theme of the apples and Snow White and all of that. So we kind of pulled that in with the apple cider and the caramel apple pie in a jar and I should also mention that our entire reception and our dessert party was 100% gluten-free which was a blessing that Disney could do that because I can't have it and quite a few of my guests actually are celiac and so it was wonderful that it the entire thing was gluten-free and nobody really knew um, when they ate so which was very awesome. That's fantastic. Now tell me how you did the cake and the cupcakes within those parameters. The blessing with um, having a gluten-free cake and cupcake selection is the fact that the bakers all have to, or the pastry team all has to start from scratch. So I was told uh, by my wedding planner, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more complex trying to get everything together, but you can pick three flavors and it doesn't have to be any of the flavors that are in our list. You can like the sky's the limit. You fit, you get, you think of something that you want and we'll see if our team can make it. And apparently the pastry team really enjoys a challenge. They enjoy kind of stepping outside of the box. And so they were the ones who kind of presented that to her and said, you know, since we're having to do this anyways, let's offer whatever she wants and see what she wants. So we, we went with a couple different recipes and they kind of flopped a bit. Um, but then they came to what I consider as one of my staples, my favorite, and it's the banana chocolate chunk cake. And then they put peanut butter cup mousse in the middle of the cake so it was absolutely delicious. Uh, and we had that just for our little family. We didn't let anybody else take that cake. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, the the cupcakes, we had red velvet and cream sheets, and we had Dole Whip, and uh, they were a huge hit. We and they were all filled cupcakes, so they were quite large as well. So our our guests absolutely loved them. That's fantastic. Do you have any other recommendations for gluten free menu items from your reception? Oh my goodness! So uh, I can tell you that. Anything you want gluten-free, Disney will do it. There's not very much that they won't be able to do that's gluten-free. Apparently, all your veggies, of course, are gluten-free. All your, all their sauces, apparently, are gluten-free to start with. So it, when you're thinking about sauces and stuff, they, the sauces are all gluten-free. The meats are all gluten-free. So for us, the hard part was when it came to you know, pastries and other things that we wanted. So I really wanted Port Orleans beignets. I really wanted to have stuffing at the wedding. And that's a really hard thing to nail. I know that in our family, my sisters tried to hit it on the head a couple times. And it's not quite been exactly what you think of when you have stuffing. And uh, it's either a little too dry or a little too wet and soggy and mushy and but Disney, when I tasted it, I actually had to ask, are you sure that this is gluten-free? Because it was that good. I, it was like I'm back at home eating normal um, stuffing that I used to eat when I was a little kid. The other things that were important aside from the cake was the Mickey waffles. And of course, they can make Mickey waffles gluten-free. And oh, Ohana's bread pudding. That was my, that was perhaps my biggest fear was that they weren't going to be able to do Ohana's bread pudding. And I love Ohana's bread pudding. It's probably my favorite treat in Disney. And when I got my BEO back and it showed that Ohana's bread pudding was on there at the top of the list, I cried because I didn't think that they would be able to do it. And they did it and they nailed it. Like it was so good. Everybody talks about the bread pudding. So it was very good. Wow. These are great tips for anyone who's thinking about having a gluten-free reception at Disney. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Absolutely. So having a park wedding, it uh, means that there is a very early, early, early start to your day. We actually, we got up at 2.30 in the morning and we were greeted by our hair and makeup at 2.45. So we had about 15 minutes to kind of get dressed really fast and get ready to go. And I was feeling pretty nauseous. I don't know exactly why I, I felt that way all day. And I think it's probably because we didn't get to bed until about one o'clock in the morning or actually fall asleep until about one. So I had about an hour and a half sleep. And that's something I know that every bride says not to do before your wedding. After they've been married and they've done it themselves, they say don't do it. But yeah, it, it was something that happened and there's not much you can do about it. So I put on a positive attitude and I just breathed through it. So um, we had hair and makeup at 2.45 and they did our hair and makeup um, until about 6 o'clock when they finished up. And that's when... Um, my photographers and videographers showed up. So Regina and Gary showed up first and that's our photographers. And then David and Christina, our videographers from Trinity, they showed up um, about five minutes after 
Regina showed up. And then we had getting ready photos and all of that for about 45 minutes. And then we headed over to the the main beach club. We were staying at the beach club in the villas. And Gilles and my son actually stayed in our free room in the beach club. And so we went over there to meet up with them. And we had a first touch. The girls had a first look with Gilles. And then I had a first look with Elliot. And then we had a first touch. And that was in front of the carousel. Because it's Christmas time, there was a gingerbread carousel in the beach club. And so we had our, we had that there. And so that was about 6.50 in the morning. And then once that was all done, we got in the limo. Gilles still blindfolded with a tie from around my getting ready gown. And we went over to Epcot. So then when we were, we got to Epcot, probably around 7.30, we were a little bit later than we were thinking. It was about maybe five minutes later than we were expecting. And we did our first look. So we did our first look on the bridge, kind of going over into Italy, Isola, I believe. And it was, it was a very touching moment. It was the whole, that whole morning, just having that time together was was wonderful. So Gilles and I, we had ridden over just the two of us because I wanted a little bit of alone time with them before the chaos hit. So then after our first look, we went into Italy Plaza, kind of the edge of Italy Plaza. And um, we did all of our pictures with the kids and um, we did some portraits and, and that kind of thing. And then Jill and I were taken off and sent down to Germany when the guests started to arrive. So the guests started to arrive probably about eight, eight o'clock, eight. Yeah. Shortly after eight o'clock, they were there pretty, pretty early if I'm not mistaken. And then, um, or maybe it was eight 15. I'm not sure, <laughs> but they started arriving a little bit earlier than we were anticipating. So we scooted off to Germany and we had pictures done in Germany and it was something that I was really hoping we could. We were told that we might not be able to get pictures in Germany. We might have to go over to American, American adventure pavilion and do our photos there and wait there, which would have been beautiful because it was our backup location anyways, um, with all the beautiful trim and everything inside. But we really wanted to have pictures in Germany. Germany is uh, Germany is important to us. I grew up in a city that is highly Germanic. We have Oktoberfest every year. It's a huge festival. It's about two weeks. And um, Jill and I, our very first official date was during Oktoberfest, and we went Oktoberfesting. And so it, uh, it was very special to us to be able to do that. And um, so we got pictures in Germany. And what I didn't realize, I wasn't thinking at the time, was that there's a Christmas store in Germany. And so some of my favorite pictures are in front of that Christmas store in Germany. After that, we got brought back and we sat down and kind of rested for a little bit. And then we, um, we waited for the ceremony to start. And so then they pulled Gilles off and he went over to wait to start the ceremony and I went and I stood with Rachel and tried to breathe because that that moment is like you're just waiting you're like a, a horse ready to go it's like okay can I go now can I go now can I go and I kept getting held back saying no wait 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 and then finally I got to go and that we had our ceremony and then after our ceremony we did some family photos with the extended family 
and friends. And then everybody went off to the attic for the pre-reception. And we got to continue on and do some more pictures in Epcot. So we finished up our photos in Italy. So that's when we got to go around and see where the magical doors are that you open up and the sunlight breaks through. And it's absolutely beautiful. Those are always my favorite pictures that I see of brides. And so I was thrilled when I saw that we were going to the doors. And then we went to Morocco and it just melted my heart when we got to Morocco and um, we learned how to do a lean back dip and, <laughs> and it wasn't as difficult as it looks. <laughs> and then we went in and we sat by the water fountain and beautiful mosaic art and it just was so peaceful and I was just so grateful that we had that time. And then we piled into one van. We had decided that we were going to share with our photographers and videographers. And we got to chit chat with them on the way back to the, to the attic. And then once we got to the attic, David and Christina went upstairs to set up and start um, doing some videotaping. But we stayed back with um, Regina and Gary and we did some more photos at the boardwalk and uh, so we did those photos at the boardwalk and then we got the call saying it's time for you guys to come up and we're like just one more picture okay and then we went up and uh, and then the reception started and then after the reception was over everybody kind of went their own way we went back to the resort and crashed oh actually we didn't. We we went and did, before we were done, we went out with David and Christina and did a little more um, of a video along Boardwalk into the Beach Club and, and stuff, covering some area that we hadn't seen yet. And then we went and crashed. Mm -hmm. um, we really needed that rest at that point because we were supposed to have a dinner at five o'clock at the Yachtsman, but we were so exhausted that when Rachel came into the room to wake us up, we could barely open our eyes. And so we were like, okay, well, let's just cancel those reservations. She canceled the reservations for us. And uh, we rested a little bit more and uh, before our dessert party. And then our dessert party, we had to meet back up at 7.30. So we met up at 7.30 for our dessert party. We started our dessert party a half an hour earlier than we were supposed to because we wanted to really enjoy the food we didn't want to be kind of rushed through the food and not be able to enjoy it with our guests. We wanted to spend time with our guests. So we started our dessert party at a half an hour earlier. It was supposed to be at 8.30 and we started it at 8 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, everything was done just in time to get ready for illuminations. And then we had illuminations and uh, took tons of firework pictures. And the really cool thing about having a dessert party in the end of November, December, is that Illuminations was a little bit longer because they had the Let There Be Peace on Earth part to it. So we got extra photos of fireworks and they're really, they're really huge, huge photo uh, fireworks at the very tail end of, of that, that set. So, um, and I think those are the, those are my favorite pictures actually at the very end because they have the big fireworks. Fireworks are one of my favorite things in the whole world. So this was quite important to me. And then we snuck off before our guests and we went 
for, um, we went over to Frozen and they got told that there was a surprise and they just got taken over and we had uh, a ride mix in at Frozen. That's awesome. So did anything go wrong with the wedding or just not turn out like you expected? Actually, I was prepared actually for the world to fall apart. But at the end of the day, everything was absolutely perfect. The only things that happened that I would consider going wrong were things that were kind of our own doing, our own forgetfulness. And it was absolutely nothing that was really Disney related. It was your typical hustle and bustle type stuff. When I hugged Gilles during our first look, like he hugged me and pulled me in tight. I got red lipstick on his collar. (gasps) Yeah. And uh, Rachel, she was there to save the day. She came and got it out right away. You couldn't even tell that it was there. I realized after our pictures in the morning uh, that I had forgotten to put on deodorant. (laughs) And Rachel was there once again with her pink case and she pulls that a brand new little travel size deodorant and gives it to me and she's like put it on and finally um, at the reception we realized that we forgot our wedding ears in the room so as you guessed it Rachel ran back Um, (laughs) she grabbed the coach that was sitting out there waiting and uh, she ran back to the beach club grabbed our ears so that we would have them for our group photo and I seriously do not know what I would have done without her that day because she kept me calm and kept everything moving. And she also handed out our tip envelopes. So she was awesome. That's fantastic. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I think the biggest part was um, Gilles actually was concerned a lot about people getting lost and not knowing where to go. And uh, I knew that Disney was really good at giving excellent directions. And um, Perhaps we were overprepared. We gave everyone full itineraries and their welcome bags. We gave them a call, anyone but the bride card uh, with <laughs> Rachel's with Rachel's phone number on it. And that actually came in handy. A lot of people um, contacted her when they arrived and stuff and said, we're here. And I'm like, that's not what it's for, but that's okay. <laughs> a few passed on messages through it and, and the like, but everyone arrived on time. Nobody got lost. Nobody, uh, there was no lateness to anything. The biggest, biggest concern that we had was that the reception venue was kind of separated for our guests and we wanted to feel like one collective group. Um, but opening that second door fixed it. Um, and giving up the Landau, I had to give up the Landau, but, um, to allow for guest experience and doing more for our guests. And, um, in the end, it actually gave us more time together um, before the ceremony and to get a lot more pictures in Italy and Germany while we waited for the ceremony to start. So I honestly don't think I would have changed a thing. Perhaps maybe going a little less on our menu because we had a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it meant that there was something there for everybody. Okay, this is great stuff. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I. I think I do. Uh, A big one is if you don't have um, somebody that's an adult maid of honor, I had two teen maid of honors, my two, my two little girls, or young girls, they're teens now, or like a parent or somebody there to help you get ready and to kind of keep you sane and calm during the chaos. I would hire somebody like Rachel to kind of help you out and be there. 
for you. I was able to ship all of my stuff down to her and she stored it all before the wedding. And that's key for somebody who's from out of country so that we don't have to bring it all with us. And she also packed everything up and answered all the calls from everybody that was coming in. So I didn't have to deal with it. Um, So that was a, a huge blessing. And our guests absolutely adored her too. She was like one of us. But, and that was awesome. Another thing that I would say is taking the time to stop and smell the roses. As they say, we were so rushed during the day that I hadn't had a chance to actually stop and look up. I had dreamt about this day for over a decade. And I had hoped that I would have a bright blue sky with big fluffy white clouds. And they were there the entire day. But I hadn't actually noticed them until somebody in the reception had taken a picture and they said, hey, look at how this turned out. And I looked at it and I saw the clouds in the picture and then I looked up and I almost missed it. Hmm. So uh, it's so important to take that time to like enjoy the little things. Another thing is that for all the brides and grooms that are like, worried and nervous about that walk down the aisle and everybody looking at them and how they're going to look and all of that, I say, do not sweat it. Because on our wedding day, when I started to walk down the aisle to the first row of chairs at the back, where Jill was going to walk up to greet me and escort me down, the only thing I could see was him. I couldn't see the decor. I couldn't see our kids standing at the front with him. I couldn't see our guests. My eyes were fixed on him. And um, it was probably the most surreal moment in our our day and perhaps in my entire life. And I think finally, my last point would be to trust Disney. Um, They didn't become um, world-class customer service by messing things up. I left all my floral design and cake design to Disney. I gave them a rough idea of what I wanted and they were able to pull out exactly what I had in my head. Even though I hadn't told them, I hadn't shown them exactly what I wanted, they pulled it out and they gave me exactly what I wanted. And I knew that they would be able to provide an absolutely stunning wedding and reception. And they even, they, they surprised me Even though I knew it was going to be perfect, they still surprised me. Um, I actually cried when I saw my cake. We'd just been announced in and walked in for our first dance. And as I was being turned in our first dance, I caught a glimpse of our cake. And I just, tears started running down my face because they absolutely nailed the cake. And I'd also say not to be afraid to ask for something if you think that they'll say no. I already gave the example of the mistletoe, but about 14 days before our wedding, I was reminiscing about family who wasn't with us anymore and got to thinking about my first Christmas season with Gilles. And I remembered that the two of us had been on our way to see my grandfather, who wasn't doing very well. He had had a heart attack a bit before at the beginning of December and he wasn't expected to make it to Christmas. And my grandfather had told me that I was going to meet a man that was absolutely wonderful. And he had told me this when my previous marriage had kind of fallen apart 
and that I would find a prince who would become my king. And that's what my grandfather was called by my grandmother. And he always called her his queen. And that this man would adore me and protect me and my children, as my grandfather always had with my grandmother. And he actually passed as we were en route to see him. And there was no chance for Gilles to meet him. And my grandfather, of course, he knew that Gilles existed and everything. Um, and he was very happy for us. And in that moment, while I was remembering that, I thought, I'm going to look up his obituary. And I looked at the obituary and I saw his death date. And his death date was actually our wedding date. And I, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to add two of the larger centerpieces that I had discussed with Disney Floral because they have cardinals in them. And my grandparents love cardinals. I called Floral and we were about 13 days out from the wedding and I knew the contract said no changes before, after the 15 day mark. You cannot make a change to your Floral. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to call and I'm going to ask. And I called and I asked and Heather was so, so gracious. She said, not a problem. She added them in. And then when they placed those two centerpieces in our ceremony, which got moved over to our reception afterwards, they placed them with the two little cardinals facing the, um, the front of the, the plaza so that they could watch the ceremony. And I didn't see that until afterwards in our pictures, but I thought, you know, they pay attention to detail. They know what they're doing. Wow, that's a great story. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's planning a wishes event at Walt Disney World, whether they're interested in going gluten-free or they're curious about what the different locations you used are like. So I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.